Hello and welcome to the Patriot Game Podcast. Just start this episode off, Pierce, with a massive fuck. And yeah! <laughs> Jesus, man. The relief. What do you make of yet? I don't know about you, but I've so many deals I need to make through with God that I promised him the last 10 minutes of that game. So, <laughs> Mate, the whole... Everything really built up. Obviously, they got that win yesterday against the uh, the brothers. Um, the pressure was something about the pressure on that game, wasn't there? I mean, I don't know about you or what you what you were thinking, but I was going to be that thinking that's the biggest game of the season so far, like Europe and all included. That that was the that was the final for me the other day. Like that was huge. Yeah, yeah, sure. I was up a quarter. Right? I felt physically sick. It was like playing them. Like it was just sick this morning. You, you just knew. I mean, it could still all be over next week, but you just felt today if you didn't get a win today, this morning, like that was that pressure was massive going on to that game today. Even when we were taxed on it, obviously before the game and stuff, and we were both saying it, it was just like fuck, like you're playing, you know, you're playing fucking Motherwell away, and you're getting in what way you're getting on. Like there's more important things in life, and she was saying, I think there's more important things in life. Ways up, you're like, is there? Is there actually? Is there fuck? <laughs> They're five clear. <laughs> we need to draw these points back in here. But, I mean... I've got to tell you, you like this, Sonny. What's that? You know, the bearded stepbrothers, and he's like, I've got a telly full of white dog crap, and you lay this shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, uh, yeah, amount of pressure going to that game, man. So, just stuck right in, mate. What do you think of the first half? I think it's pretty, pretty damning, wasn't it, the first half? It was awful. First two minutes, I was like, oh, this looks all right. Because Taylor took a shot. Now, Taylor took a shot from outside the box. I was like, oh, we're actually going to have a shot today. And I thought, this looks all right. And then three seconds later, I was offside. But they were then behind the central defence. And then that was the, the marker for the rest, of the, the rest of that half, wasn't it? It was slow, Pierce, wasn't it? It was everything sort of... I think you're going to this game and you're going huge, huge. They're five points clear. You know, there needs to be a bit between the teeth here. Selick need to come out firing. And like you say, the first couple of minutes, they'll promising. And then from there, just sort of turned into that standing off. You know, the midfield were standing off. The defence were standing off. And by the way, I mean, it has to be said, you know, sometimes you're elated after you get the you, you get the result in the end. But that can't mask over the fact that, that, that Liam Skills was pretty poor today, especially in the first half. I mean, some of them balls over the top. We were left in one v one situations. I think four or five times, and at that level, you're like, I mean, if that's happening at an under twelve, under fourteen level, you're asking questions. Let alone fucking Celtic's first team. The, 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 for me, the shape in the first half, the, the system, players just didn't look as if they were that really understood what they were doing. Or else, I, I don't know if they don't understand they're doing. Or is that I don't know. Whatever way that. That they're set up to play, but they need to quicken things up, and they did in the second half. But okay, we'll probably get out like the result and what it might mean. But just why? Why does it take us a goal behind to start playing and get putting any sort of intensity? The the winger situation is just diabolical. Like that just can't continue anymore. Kuhn, he's had enough chances for me already. I don't see anything in him. Um, when the team came out, I thought. When Awada was in the team, I was buzzing. I was like, yes. And I thought he had a really, really good game. He showed up a lot of things in the midfield, particularly breaking up play and stuff like that. Um, the defence, though. I know Scales, I think for me, the Scales, 
experiment as well and done. But how many times did, did Naraki give the ball away with passes and, and, and slow passes behind players? He got away with a couple in the, in the set four staff as well. It, it just wasn't good enough. And they looked like they had a clear game plan. They they looked more dangerous anytime they went forward. That centre half, how awkward looking or how awkward is his style? It's weird. It definitely is different, doesn't it? I think yeah. that the way Motherwell set up, so set up on that low black break, but a lot of teams play against us. So essentially, when you look at the balance of Celtic's team, you look at the midfield, and, and I, I think like as good as Awada was, and I think Awada stood out more than the most in the in the in the, in the first half, like what you say in terms of breaking up play, etc. But him and McGregor just didn't really complement each other. I thought I thought that. I don't know. I think it was something sort of lacking there in that wee partnership. Um, maybe it doesn't. It's the first time they've played together probably in a long time. So, I mean, you could you could use that argument, but it was everything was just sort of were predictable. I mean, how many times in the first half that we play a ball over the top for Maida? I mean, I mean that is just the likes of Mugabe's just going to sweep back clean up, and they'd be loving that. You know, Liam Kelly's coming out and claiming balls there for eight and centre. It was just sort of yeah. It was it was a lackluster first half performance, and I mean at that at that stage, everyone. I mean the tensions must have been really really high. Do you think? Do you think that second half? We bit of an obvious sort of question for you. Do you think that second half is that like is is a massive massive like turning point for Brendan Rodgers at Celtic because the pressure's been on him the last couple of weeks. It's factor to say because how many times have we had like a half decent performance and then came out the next game and being rubbish? Um, I did go see on Wednesday night whether it's whether whether that's any kind of change. I don't want to go and predict the and but it might. I mean, it was it was kind of similar enough to remember we beat St Johnson away, but that was three one away back in the season. And that after that game, Roger said that he he had a proper go at them at half time, and I thought that was weird when he said that because. There's only so many times you can really have a go at call them out before like, the message starts stops counting and I don't know if players are chucking it, but they definitely come out with some sort of something about them in the second half. I thought they were, like, every, everyone just seemed five yards further up the pitch and everything seemed another like, five yards quicker. Um, Ada made a big difference. Um, like, a massive difference in the second half. Like I know everyone slagged them and to be fair, I'm going to take the claim. I think I called that we should sign him the day before we had signed him. So I should have put a bit on that one. That's true, you did. You absolutely did. Um, Ada, for me, mate, I mean, just going back to Rogers, I don't want to go too far away from him right now. Um, the pressure. I mean, the amount of pressure. That's why they get the big bucks, right? I mean, food off at half time. That team talk needs to be up there with... Possibly one of the <laughs> the most the most important in his in his managerial career. Like you, you probably have a team there that is basically. I mean, tax back and forth. We're looking at this and going. I can't see anything come today. Second half, this team looks done. They, they look devoid of ideas. Nothing seems to be clicking. There's big players here who are sort of just not showing up. I mean, the whole talk going into the game was that there was this massive meeting between McGregor, Hart, Taylor. With the rest of the, the dressing room, and you know, my my whole opinion is: do you're talking on the pitch, you know, and in, in that yeah. first half, it just weren't. Everything was just sort of lackluster, and and hard has been the last couple of weeks. So, 
I mean, the, the subs I thought that he made at half time. I know you were saying about Kyogo made have picked up a shoulder injury. By the way, he made a fucking glass. Um, fucking was a nothing challenge. Like that being said, um, I thought the substitutions were absolutely fantastic. Even though, like one minute past one, you said sack him for taking Kyogo off. Did that actually happen? <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest with you, mate. See, at half time, I remember very little. <laughs> I'm not, I, did, I, did, I did say it. I'm going to put it out there. I did say it. Um, I remember. But, but, but that's, that, that in itself tells you how big a... Like, I mean, that's a massive call. A massive call. If he wasn't injured and he decided to bring off Kyogo and replace him with Adam Eda, that is an absolute masterstroke. <laughs> the thing about Kyogo, you know, when you're saying like, he's, he's made a glass, but... And sometimes he go, it, it, it maybe it does appear like he's going down easy. But do you remember last? Well, do you remember he got the, he, did, he done a shoulder against them last season in the four 0 game, and then last the end of last summer, the chat was he needed a um, shoulder surgery and and he, and he never got it. So I don't know if he's, if he's playing through some sort of like he's on massive painkillers to try and get through to play with his shoulder, but it's not really doing him any. And any favours, he just looks like a shadow of a player. He, he needs to bury that chance McGregor puts in for him. And the only other thing he did in the first half was he got a ball out in the left wing and drove up about 30 yards. Other than that, he wasn't really in the game. Like when Ida came on, it just looked like we, we'd summoned the playoff. Like he holds the ball up well. He, he, some, some, uh, he could be a bit quicker every now and then with laying it off, but I thought Adam Ida was just. It was it was a, it was as you said a master stroke. Now taking off a water was not a master stroke. I want them set for that. Bernardo, yeah, Bernardo. I thought that I could understand his reasons of why he he put Bernardo on. You know, Bernardo's obviously going to be more positive going forward. Um, and they that they weren't really troubling us, so I could sort of see his ideas behind it. But you know, I thought a water. I think a water basically did himself no harm. I mean, he's going to be in the team. Start the lab and surely again come Wednesday. Um, but yeah, it's a huge, huge call. The ball in, it has to be said, the ball in from Greg Taylor right on the Adam Adamita was fantastic. It had like tremendous, tremendous ball in. But I mean, that finish, man, that finish, that accuracy, the pace behind it, absolutely immense. And the whole talk, when we send Adamita, I mean, <laughs> I think I've talked about this the last couple of podcasts, but done sporadically over the last couple of years, but. <laughs> Twitter or Axe or whatever you want to call it um, is becoming fucking a cesspit of negativity. Um, at times. And listen, it's some of it's warranted, right? That hasn't been the best of seasons. But when we send Adamita, the amount of people that had him rode off was just unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, talking about coming from the championship, talking about coming from, you know, he hasn't had that many goals or whatever else. The championship is a notoriously difficult league. Notoriously difficult. And a lot of those games he didn't start for Norwich. Those goals today, for me, were up there, like in terms of importance, up there, right, right up there. I mean, huge, huge goals. And listen, it's not the first important goal that he scored this season. He got his brace at, at Hibs as well, and he took that that penalty with ease. So, I mean, he's a player that I'd be really wanting Sally to bring in, um, in order to progress. And I genuinely believe that. I mean, the whole idea that this target man of football is dead, it's not even target man, as you could say it, because of his, his goals today. But, I mean, his first goal, yes, his second goal was absolute class. Oh. I mean, he doesn't take the easy option there is to take that with your right foot. You know, he opens his left foot up and just slays it away. An absolutely fantastic goal. And fair play to him. Fair play to him. He's answered a lot of people, you know, a lot of critics and stuff. And, 
Yeah, I'm absolutely delighted for the big man. Oh, I, I the, first, the second goal, I can only appreciate now after the game because the moment you just think, oh, look, it's in the back of the net, time to oh, but it was such a good finish that second one. They hit it and like send the keeper like wrong foot. But see that first goal, I absolutely love a goal header. Like you just don't oh, see them anymore. <laughs> it's just like a proper goal, isn't it? Oh, it's just that's everything. And it's so <laughs> difficult as well, you know. Like it's so difficult to fucking to finish like that. And I mean, it was some pace behind it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. It was just class. <laughs> more like, and that's the thing about the second half, Pierce. It was more positive, more, more positive. Even like, don't get me wrong, <laughs> this conversation would have been a lot different if we didn't get the second and third goals. But in terms of general play and how we approached it, the second half was night and day compared to the first half. And one other person, one other player, who has been fucking criticised there for eating centre, even by myself this season. I thought Yang was fantastic when he came on that second half. Yeah, he definitely because we we offered nothing, didn't we? From again, and this sounds so ignorant. Is it is it Kuhn or Kuhn? I'm really not entirely sure how you pronounce it. I wouldn't be the the, the masters of pronunciation, but I call him Kuhn. <laughs> uh, he gave us nothing, but Yang again. Roy Fotter going down the wing, like just opens the game up and it pushed them back as well because the fullback couldn't go on. He was looking after Yang. Um, even Alistair Johnson was doing overlaps in the second half. Uh, Yang, yeah. I, yeah, I had the same. I've said he never, never a player, but he really did a job, stood up today. Uh, yeah. The biggest thing was Carter Vickers coming on. Oh, that's been the talk the last couple of weeks. About, we're looking for this turning point with performances, and I said this before the game. I couldn't give a fuck about tacky tackle football. I couldn't care about us blowing teams away, 9 or 10 nil. Obviously, it'd be really, really nice. <laughs> Ultimately, I give a fuck about three points, three points, three points. That's that's all I care about. So, yeah. Um, when you see the likes of Cameron Carter-Vickers on, that for me pierces the turning point. That's a massive turning point to have a player. And I don't even... Simple, simple things that he done. There was one example with like, it was like five or six minutes to go and a ball come over the top and he just comes across... Motherwell player putting a wee bit of pressure on him. He actually slips and still recovers the oh, ball and just passes the ball back with ease. He's just an absolute gem. And for Rodgers and for the team alone, mate, you know teams frave on having their best players available. That for me is a massive turning point this season, having him back. And then also with a you know Rio Hatari to come back in. You know, hopefully it's a wee bit of a wee bit like Yang's a wee bit more of it lays and stuff. So yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of positives to take from that game. There are still a few negatives that sort of need to be addressed. But ultimately, mate, the main aim today was three points, and we got that. Look, that's. I don't see. I don't think performances are going to come right. I think at this stage, people should just forget about a big performance coming or anything like that. You don't turn it on in at the end of February in the season. So, look, just have to try and win games. That's what one down. 11, 11, 11 games left, is it? So, yeah. 11, win 11 games. There's no reason why Celtic shouldn't win 11 games. I, I actually don't see why Celtic shouldn't be able to be, win every single one of those 11 games. And see, playing them, that's not really the worry for me. It's games like today, it's games like Wednesday night when teams are sitting in playing deep. That's what they need to figure out a way to get through. And another thing, it's probably not a massive point, but that's that third goal with goal difference could be a big thing. Okay, what are we, six behind them, right? They 48, then we're 42, plus 42? No, we're back to, I think we're only, uh, yeah, something like that. 
Um, I'll tell I you now. I think there might be six. Could be wrong on that though. You're the man with a laptop. Looking uh, forward to this because it is. It, yeah, I think you're right. It's a big. It's a big thing, right? Yeah, the six in it. So six in it. Yeah. Listen, I think you've made. I think you're absolutely bang on what you're saying there in terms of you want to be when you, when you're playing them. You know, obviously the last game was a lot different. I thought their approach to the the time they played us at Celtic Park a few weeks back in December was absolutely atrocious. I thought their performance was so so poor. Um, but yeah, you want to be playing against teams who are open, and that just allows us hopefully, hopefully to perform perform better. Because at the minute we're just not figuring out these these teams who just appro- approach the the game with a low block. Um, but ultimately, me Pierce is just so relieved, man, to get those three points. I don't know if you've caught up on this yet, but did you see Brendan Rodgers with the the BBC News or sorry the BBC News the BBC um questions from the reporter? No, I I, so I watched the Sky one after it, and he said the line about people have already written the story this season, but. We'll still write our story, but now what did he say to BBC? Yeah, he walked out. He stormed out of the, the, the presser. He cut it early. Did he, yeah? Yeah, they were pressing him on the first half performance, and I think he, he didn't take that well. Um, But, I mean, he, he is right. You know, that the story has been written. The, the amount of pressure that's on, on Salt Lake the last couple of weeks is absolutely incredible. Um, And for me, he's done the right things. He's done the right things and just saying, right, listen, we're taking each game as it comes, and Fair play. Today's a massive win for him. Look, I think I think I think the only thing they can probably read this out up now is a siege mentality and just look, everyone has them written out as gonna win the league and maybe even I do as well. So they just need to batten latches down and just get through game after game. Wednesday night is what Dundee away to Hearts, another massive game. You'll probably see a miraculous difference in their performance levels next weekend. Oh, it's going to be huge, isn't it? But just before Hearts, the Dundee, we need to be in that game. There, there can't be zero complacency. That team need to be off from it from the very, very start. It's a huge game. Again, Motherwell has done and dusted. It's about forgetting about that and moving on to the next game and treating it as such, treating it with the, the respect it deserves and just thinking about battering Dundee. Like, just get the three points and move on. Because then Hearts is going to be a big challenge. Yeah, just... Just have, just have to... Just, just notch them off game after game. Just... Just win. If we can get through, if we can get through all, the, look, it's gone from last week, but I, I didn't see us winning any single game to this week. <laughs> if we can get through every single game up to playing them, and just look that, let that game look after itself. So it's, I don't know if that's five, six games, whatever it is, just, just that, just get through games. But a serious, I, I don't know if it's attitude or work rate. I can't, you can't let the second half of the day be a one-off. That has to be like the base level for what performance is going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, we said about it. We're, we're still not happy about the, the January transfer window. We're not happy about the state of play. We're not happy about performances. But ultimately, there is a challenge here. There is a title to be won. And we're right, right in amongst it. You know, some huge games coming up. But listen, if there's one man who you want leading you, for me, is Brendan Rodgers. Uh, he's been under... A man's price of the last couple of weeks, um, and again, he, he's not—he shouldn't like not be criticised. You know, there's been a few things that I'm sure he, he understands. The criticism is always going to come the manager's way. He's the fucking—he's the main man, the team, isn't he? So, um, but ultimately, for me, the, the the experience he has, like in terms of what he's achieved with Salik already, that's someone that I want. Um, 
and, and Rangers are, they are going through that bit of, a, bit of a purple patch at the minute. So it's about us not even worrying about them, in a sense. Just let them do what they're doing and just focus on, on us. You know, win our games. Hit, hit, hit the nail on the head and say, with 11 games remaining, win the 11 games and win the league. Yeah, it's... And it's easy. It's simple, right? <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely believe that this season is going to give me a heart condition. Oh, I just... It's yeah. It's gonna end up in the hospital. Like I don't know, because it just it can't keep doing. Like I know it's it's Celtic scoring late goals and and, and it's magical at the time. But Jesus, I mean, I looked at the, I looked at the watch and the heart rate thing was like well over a hundred when that ninety second minute. The relief, man. Jesus Christ! Like me and my dad were just going absolutely mad. All love and life. He was up there fucking getting the revs on after <laughs> Slow down, like man. Slow down. It's three o'clock. But no, mate, it was such a huge win, and I'm just, I'm just fucking delighted we got it. Um, but like I say, Dundee's going to be a huge game. Couple of questions with regards to Dundee. So, Yang, you're going to start with Yang again. Yeah, you go with Yang off a right. I think he is, but and this is this is a big thing for Yang. If he gets the chance, has to take his chance. How many times yeah. have players come on? He said about Mike. He said it about Mikey Johnson a few to, a few times. Uh, <laughs> About uh, you can't just come like it's it's slightly easier to come off the bench and make a difference when the pressure's when you're starting. So that's that. I think he, I think the team the place. I would probably start the same team by Kyogo off, Ida on and Kuhn off and Yang on. Palmer, would you start Palmer ahead of Ida? Uh, not if. Well, you know, I mean, how bad's that miss? By the way, it's honestly God. Oh. There was a few misses. Yeah. Yeah. There was Just, a few misses. There's no doubt in work rate. Listen, this work rate is absolutely fantastic. And I have made me and you we've had conversations with Maida before. And I've backed them to help, but ultimately, man, you should be taking those chances for fuck's sake. I don't know how you miss it. Like, basically said there's a pass all the misses. <laughs> was like, if there's one man that team though who's gonna miss that chance is Maida. Yeah, probably is. What'd you make a Taylor today? Um, I'm gonna give myself a couple of fucking burns on the arse here because I'm gonna sit the fence. First half, I don't think bar a wada I would give pass rates to anyone. Um, but I think his deliveries were really, really good today. I thought his distribution was really good today. Possession in the first half, I think, was was very, very poor. But listen, he's he's the best. He's the best of what we'll have right now. You know, he's listen, there's the difference between him and Burnaby is fucking enormous. Um but yeah, he's good. He's sort of good driving forward, but and then the 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 ball's in the box. But I'm just thinking that this team is sort of like I don't know, I'm getting like last dance vibes of this 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 team right now. There needs to be huge changes with regards to the next season in terms of quality and you know, strengthening certain positions. And I think that I think Taylor's position is one that we need to strive him for next season. How do you think he did yourself? I, I thought by the cross, and it was a great cross. I thought his, I actually thought his distribution was awful that I gave the ball away. He's still too slow, and I think he must have got he must have hit the first man with ninety eight percent of his crosses by that one. But as you said, there's nothing else we can do now. But I think you're spot on. It's the end of the road for this for this team. You've got obviously Hart announced he's retiring. Probably gonna, I don't know, need a left back. 
and then who knows? O'Reilly probably be gone in the summer, although his his value okay. his value's de- depleted. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this one about O'Reilly. Um, what in the name of Space Jam has happened to him? Like even today, man, today. Oh, he looked more positive in the last three or four minutes than he did in the entire game. He's so off it, isn't he? And he's not. He's, he, he actually he, he looks like someone who's not. Remember the abuse people used to give Edward saying he didn't look interested. Well, Matt O'Reilly looks like he could not be bothered there. But he had one nice kind of turn at the end of the game, but he beat a fella in the box, and that was that was yeah. the other night. Yeah. He pulls out the challenges. Is it one of those ones, Pierce, where you think he's too 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 important of a player right now? To drop, or do you think fuck, fuck that? Get Bernardo in and give Bernardo a chance ahead of him. I thought personally, when when Rogers made the sub, I thought it would have been a really, really brave decision had he taken off O'Reilly and McGregor because for me they didn't do an awful lot. And for I mean, McGregor, I thought McGregor again for that goal his, his attempted tackle was embarrassing. It was. It was. It was really embarrassing. That that's the thing. That's been the thing that the last couple of weeks. You're looking for real leadership. First, uh, sorry, again, second half performance much better in the first half. But first half performance, I thought McGregor was absolutely off it. Like so, so off it. Five yards off his man. Yeah. No real, just sort of lackluster passing. No driving forward. I mean, the, the, the thing today, the whole talk today was that while I was getting into that sort of six role and McGregor was only playing a wee bit more higher, which allowed me a bit more positive, but he just wasn't. He wasn't himself at all. He hasn't been himself at all. Um, but listen, again, we could talk about that until the, the, the cows come home. We need a fresh and Jackson of quality into the seed. And I'm not talking two or three players. I'm talking upwards of eight to nine players. That's just a fact. We need to get rid of the Deadwood who are offering sell like literally nothing. You know, like players like Kuhn are tied down to five and a half year contracts. That's going to be very, very difficult. <laughs> very, very difficult. But I mean, we need to strengthen. But that being said, again, there's nothing we can do about this right now. There's absolutely zero we can do but back the team. That's it. There's two points in it. We still have to play them twice. I'm still remaining hopeful. I'm still remaining positive. We can get this job done and win the league. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to, although one shout out that Joe Hart made a great save in the second half in that header. Listen, again, it's not the first save, first important save that he's made this season. Joe Hart, Joe Hart is what Joe Hart is. You know, he's come to the end of his career, but he's still pulling off some great saves. Um, you know, so for me, he hasn't been someone who, who I could criticise in the last couple of weeks. There's, there's, there's other players there who, who definitely deserve criticism, but Joe Hart has been enormous I think he's been an enormous standing just not obviously not this season but you know coming coming to Celtic he wasn't really playing football he came in and he's he's had a real real presence I'd imagine he's a huge figure in the change room as well and he must be classed with the likes of Segrist and Bean who do absolutely <laughs> fuck off but I mean he is someone who I would love to see kept on at Celtic in some capacity now obviously Stevie Wood deserves a goalkeeping coach but I mean Surely to God, there's something there for him. Whether or not he wants to get involved in coaching is something I'm not fucking sure of. But, I mean, an important figure like him, taking him out of the season. And we've seen it before, haven't we? We've seen like Brown retire, Lustig retire. You know, Tierney moved on. And McGregor talked about that before where he says it was, you know, going from having those key figures in the changing room to, to not is definitely difficult. And it's definitely, like, sorry, a transitional period. So, would you like to see Hart being kept on a solid in some capacity yourself? I don't really see how it happens. Just 
with um with like Stevie Woods being there and then I Joe Hart himself, I presume. I don't know if his family ever moved up us, but he'd be going back down to England. Unless he wants a job with Cliftonville under seven lanes. <laughs> Fuck. Tell you what, he call... <laughs> if you think you get criticism, fucking player for Salic, you wanna see the criticism you get player for Glumble. Oh, Tilly. But um no man, listen, there's not much more we can say in terms of reacting towards that game. Ultimately it was all about getting the three points and getting the win and we did that. Oh, that's it. Just just major, major relief. And um hopefully, hopefully they can kick on. Don't say. Don't just, say just don't just say. say just let that let's, let's raid the waves. Let's raid the waves, <laughs> bro. We'll do it the gar. Each game we'll just raid the wave the gar. I mean today was a roller coaster of emotion. A roller coaster of emotion. And you know, just coming away from at the end, I feel like I get to sleep for six weeks after it. See ya. Uh, See when we got the second. I was like, we're gonna concede, we're gonna concede, we're definitely gonna concede now. What about Palma doing the the absolute cunt thing that Ronaldo used to do? Scores the third goal with like twenty seconds ago and pulls the tap off. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, I mean, I know he gets something written on his top, didn't he, for some friend of his that's in in a coma, but um, yeah. <laughs> as long as he scored. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. But I, I, when the tour, when we got the tour, and you know, I was going for the match check. I was just thinking, oh, this is going to be offside, and they're going to launch a ball into the box, and that will be the end of it. Fuck. She doesn't. But the way Salah are playing right now, don't blame me. You know, and I ain't gonna fucking happen right now with Salah team. But game Pierce, ultimately, ultimately, we got the win. We're still there. We're two points behind. Who do they got? Who do they got Wednesday? Come on, away. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. I mean, um, is that Tuesday or Wednesday? I think they're playing. I think they're Wednesday as well. But I'm, I'm not expecting any favours on Wednesday night. I, I've, I'd imagine Derek McInnes will try out of nowhere. Will try some sort of inventive formation that will just play right into their hands. Oh fuck me, man! All we can do is just pray. <laughs> <Can't believe laughs> Literally pull out the rosary beads, get on your knees, get the Kilmarnock scarf on. Remember, like your Eman years ago with a wee baldy head, a wee Kilmarnock fan that used to go mental after the games. <laughs> Be like the uh, you know, say the father said, let's say another mass. Like, that's all we can do. <laughs> what an episode that is. Pierce, this reactionary podcast has been immense, mate. We're going to be back again on Wednesday evening after the Dundee game and after the, the Kilmarnock. Sorry, the, 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 uh, the Kilmarnock was all fucking. I'm going to say it. I'm, it out I'm gonna say I've got it all in my chest now, you know what I mean? <laughs> but no mate, it has been, it's been absolutely fantastic. We'll get this uploaded some stage today and we hope you all enjoy it. Any questions you'd like answered for Wednesday's podcast that is directed towards my dad and hopefully Pierce's dad if he has nothing else to do this week. <laughs> uh, I, we'll I, get... I won't even I won't even say probably what his views were during that game. I think we'd get cancelled. Ah, purely cancelled, taking off everything, social media, the lot. We'll have to win the fucking Hayden. Pierce, enjoy the rest of your day, partner. It's been absolutely amazing. Right, chat to you in a bit, right? Bye bye. Up on a meeting, up a salad. <laughs>